This is Lois Schofield. Today, James, my dad, asked if I would host this week's episode of Behind the Bottom Line. In a recent survey he carried out, some people said they would like to hear some guests. So here I am. In season six, we're getting away from our everyday routine and we're going to Venice with an exhausted young executive called Emily Lee who badly needs a holiday. This is episode three of Peril in Venice. So let's hear what has been going on. Emily has met some of the bizarre other guests on the island of Pacelli at the Advanced Center for Wellness and Meditation, including Sergei, the video installation artist from Moscow, Jason Tucker, an obnoxious DJ from England, and the extravagant Dottie Van Mies, with whom Emily shares an interest in tarot reading and pug dogs. Today, Emily gets into her health regime properly, and things are about to get a little weird. So, make yourself a cappuccino, or mix an Aperol spritz, and get ready to listen to episode 3 of Peril in Venice. Chapter 5. Starting the program. It took some time for Emily and Dottie to calm Maria down. But eventually, Dottie convinced her that there were many ways to understand tarot cards, and she should not be too worried about Emily's safety. Even Emily half-believed her. Emily and Dottie walked across the island to one of the boats, rowed slowly out into the bay, and swam for a time in the warm water, then sat and watched the crabs walking sideways across the sandy bottom, waving their claws in the air in some strange dance. Emily felt relaxed and peaceful, for the first time in many months. She was pleased she had come. The centre was slightly unusual, but she had met some interesting people, the food was wonderful, and she was looking forward to the yoga exercises the next morning. After a shower and dinner, delicate veal in a marsala sauce, tiny roast potatoes with rosemary and tender green beans followed by wild strawberries in a champagne sorbet, Emily went to her room. It had a small balcony and she leant on the rail looking up at the night sky, the warm air full of the scent of the jasmine that climbed the walls of the building. She lay down and was quickly fast asleep. She awoke some time later to the sound of a motor launch approaching the island from across the lagoon. She lay still for a while, listening to the sound of the boat, so much more pleasant than the car engines of the city, then got out of bed to look at the sea. She saw it had been raining earlier, and across the garden she could see that the lights in Leone's house were still on. She checked the time, three o'clock. 
strange. But perhaps he had a lot of meditating to do. As she turned to go back to bed, two people going up the path caught her eye. Leone and Milos entered the house, carrying some plastic containers. Emily hesitated for a moment. What Milos and Leone did at three o'clock in the morning was really none of her business. But a moment later, Milos left the house again, went down the moonlit path to the motor launch tied to the quay at the bottom of the garden, returning with more containers. He made the journey three times. The last time, he was not alone. With his trainers splashing through the water and wheeling a large suitcase, Tucker trudged down the garden and climbed into the boat. Milos untied the rope, started the engine, and headed out to sea. Slowly, the clouds covered the moon, and the rain began again. Emily went back to bed. It was strange, there was no doubt about that. But before her tired brain could think of any explanation, she fell asleep. The next morning was sunny, and the rain from the previous night had washed the island clean and most of her questions away. She went jogging with Maria and Sergei, swam for a short time, told Sergei that he could not film her and Maria swimming naked together into the sunrise, firstly because it was pornographic, and secondly because Maria couldn't swim, and then jogged back for breakfast. She showered off the salt and went down to the restaurant where Leone was standing by the entrance. Buongiorno, Emily. How are you feeling today? Well, thank you, Doctor. I'm really looking forward to a cappuccino and some of those wonderful rolls. I'm starving. I'm afraid you may be disappointed. I prepare the breakfast. As your mother said to you, it is the most important meal of the day, and I don't think you'll be able to do yoga with too many rolls inside. But please, sit down. Ah, right, said Emily, in a voice full of disappointment. At her place next to Dottie, Emily found only fruit. She had forgotten about the vitamin breakfast. It was delicious fruit, but she had been thinking hard about the rolls and coffee all during her early morning exercises. She ate some apricots and looked at the pale green herb tea in the white porcelain cup without much interest. Try it, darling, said Dotty. It's very good. Caliban mixes it himself. You'll like it. Emily tasted it carefully. It was slightly bitter, but quite pleasant. She finished the cup and turned to Leone. 
What is it exactly? He smiled patiently at her, like a parent with a cute but rather stupid child, Emily felt. I spent many years in India and Nepal. The great yogis there can live for months on only one cup of this tea every day. The herbs it contains will help you find harmony in the universe. I see. Is Mr. Tucker going to have breakfast with us? She asked innocently. Jason? No. He left very early this morning. Milos took him to the airport. His mouth smiled, but his eyes did not. Which was unfair, Emily felt, because she suddenly realised she liked Caliban Leone. Yes, she really, really liked him. They were good people, all of them. How silly her thoughts from last night in the dark were. And who cared about Tucker? She didn't. Emily turned and smiled to the other guests. They did the same to her. All of them. Come, it is time for our yoga. And Leonie led the small group of beatific students to the yoga hall. Chapter 6 Tea Break Two hours later, Emily found herself in bed, with Dottie and Maria sitting beside her. She had not the least idea how she had got there. How are you feeling, Emily? asked Maria anxiously. Fine, I think. But... What am I doing here? What happened in the yoga class? Dotty told her that she was perfectly normal for the first half an hour. But then she suddenly got up from a particularly difficult position. Can't think how you did it. I couldn't move a finger. And walked around the group saying how beautiful they all were. She even told Sergei that his work was more important than Michelangelo, and she wanted him to film her eating her breakfast. Then she suddenly curled up into a ball and went to sleep in the corner. But don't worry about Sergei, darling. I told him you must be joking, because nobody would let themselves be filmed without makeup, and nobody could possibly have their makeup on first thing in the morning in time for breakfast. What did you all do? Well, we were worried about you, and Maria was on the point of calling a doctor. But Caliban said he'd seen this before, and that sometimes people who hadn't drunk the herbal tea before reacted like this. So, Paolo and Caliban brought you here and put you to bed, and we waited for you to wake up. There was a knock at the door, and Leone entered, with Paola behind him, carrying a covered tray. A wonderful smell filled the room. Ah, Emily, are you better now? Yes, 
but I don't think I'm cut out to be a yogi. Everybody, including Leonie, laughed. Well, we have something to bring you back to Earth. A very special medicine from Paolo. Paolo came forward with the tray. Signorina Emily, I think I have something you will like very much. Eccola. He uncovered the tray. It was beautiful. There was hot milk and coffee, sugar and the prettiest collection of small cakes and biscuits Emily had ever seen. We have cantucci, cannoli, croissants with almonds or with crema, little tarts with ricotta or with rice. What would you like? She shared them with everybody. After a short time, Leonie took Paolo and Dottie away with him, leaving Emily alone with Maria. Perhaps today will be a good day for a mud bath and massage. It will help you recover, suggested Maria. Emily sat up in bed. What's in that tea, Maria? Emily noted the corners of Maria's mouth turning down. I don't know. Many guests like it very much. They take it home with them as well. I think Dottore Leone does very good business with it. But do you drink it? We should go. The mud baths take a long time. Unlike her morning's experience, Emily enjoyed her mud bath. It was odd sitting in the heated rock pool surrounded by the gooey mixture, but the guidebook said it was full of health-giving minerals, and that in the 19th century the beautiful and tragic Austro-Hungarian Empress Sissy had travelled there to bathe in the mud, so she could say beautiful and tragic. So Emily was happy to give it a try. She lay there with her eyes shut, wriggling her toes in the mud and emptying her mind so she could properly relax as her yoga books told her she should. Emptiness. Blank. What was in the tea? Emptiness. Nothing. Nothing. Emptiness. Well, something had made her behave strangely. Emptiness. Blank. Nothing. And what was Tucker doing at three o'clock in the morning in Leone's house? Emptiness. Blank. Empty. Emily sat up. There was no point trying to relax. She had to find out more. She got out of the bath, showered off the mud, and waited for Maria to come in to give her a massage. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please tell your friends about it. Word of mouth is the best way for more people to find out about Behind the Bottom Line. It would also be great if you could visit the website on www.behindthebottomline.com 
and leave a review there or on Apple Podcast. And remember, if you'd like to read Peril in Venice, you can. Just go to the bookshop on the website and you can order either the paperback or ebook version. You can also order a copy of Double Trouble, the story that featured in Season 5. That's all on the website, www.behindthebottomline.com. Dad will be back hosting Peril in Venice next week. In Episode 4, Emily finds Caliban has some strange equipment in his cellar. She gets to witness a fight in the night. So, until then, take care and goodbye.